So at three in the morning, I'd be scrolling Pinterest for these uh, preschoolers <laughs> and your activity ideas. <laughs> and I would see these beautiful setups and I would go, how do I whip this around between 3 a.m. and 4 p.m. the next day? I don't have all these items. I'm not a preschool classroom. I don't have, you know, every iteration of pom-pom. I, I want a, a silvery white pom-pom for the snow one. I don't have, I don't have that. And I'm not going to drive to Michael's for the $1 this and then target for the $1 that. Oh my and, gosh. you know, it's just, I thought there's no way this has to, there has to be a solution out there. Welcome to Systemize Your Life. This is your go-to podcast for work from home moms who are desperate to reclaim control, find order and escape the never ending cycle of overwhelm. Hi, I'm your host, Chelsea Joe. I've dedicated this show to modern women just like you, who are eager to give their very best to their home, family, and work, all without losing themselves in the process. Get ready to discover the systems you need to craft powerful relationships, get organized, keep up on the housework, manage your time like a boss, love those babies well, and maybe even sneak in a date night or two. If you are tired of hopelessly watching life pass you by, then it's time to grab your ticket off that hot mess express and join me in life where systems do all the heavy lifting. This is where you transform your chaos into confidence and take your life from overwhelmed to organized. What do you say, friends? Let's do this. Mark your calendars, work from home mamas. We are having a game-changing event here at ChelseaJoe.co, and you are invited. Monday, November 27th, we are hosting the Business Workflow Workshop for me and you to hang out live at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, so you can learn the four steps to using workflows to grow your business. You're going to want to make sure that you save your seats because they are limited. You can go over to ChelseaJoe.co backslash workflow workshop. If you're done struggling to keep the momentum going and sick of finding yourself buried in tasks with zero energy to stay consistent, then I've got fantastic news. Whether you're navigating the world of network marketing, selling handmade treasures on Etsy, building your brand on social media, managing your own business, crafting blogs, recording podcasts, or working as a virtual assistant, or maybe just something anywhere and everywhere in between, this event is custom tailored just for you. Don't miss this event because for the first time ever, I'm pulling back the curtain on the magic that powers my business systems so that you can explore the four essential workflows every business craves, uncover the secret to carving out a dedicated 15 hours a week just for your business and master the strategic roadmap to prioritizing projects for exponential growth. If you're ready to elevate your game and discover the four steps that have propelled my business forward through strategic workflows, then reserve your spot right now. Head to chelseajoe.co backslash workflow workshop to claim your seat. Get ready for door prizes, fun, and so many different insights to supercharge your business. Don't miss out friends. See you there. I I'm so excited to share this episode with you today. I have been waiting forever to bring this incredible interview with one of the most incredible moms. And here is what I didn't know was going to happen. I didn't know that whenever I brought on the CEO and the founder of Memesy Magic, Jennifer, into our community, 
that actually she'd already been a part of our community for a very long time and is an avid listener, her and her sister, both of the Systemize Your Life podcast. What ended up happening is I crossed paths with her. They asked to come be on the show. We got connected with some of her kits and her products. And now, lo and behold, we fell in love with them. They actually got featured on our um, top 15 gifts for you to be able to give this year. And so now you're actually going to get to meet the creator and the founder. And here's what's so cool about this. She is a mom that is hustling, that is trying to make this idea that she wanted to bring to life happen. And some incredible things are happening. But her story, what Jennifer went through and how she got to this place where she created these sensory kits for her for her children is one of the coolest stories I have ever heard. A mom that was in a really hard and desperate time, wasn't getting support and answers from her doctors the way that she needed to be able to support her kid in a, a time that was pretty challenging to be able to support her with her speech needs. And if you have ever been in a position where you feel like as a mom, you are left to your own devices to try and figure out how to support your children, then this episode is going to not only warm your heart, but give you a whole bunch of encouragement. And also on top of her story being incredible, the product that she has created is incredible. And I am truly honored. And we are so blessed to be able to get to hear from her and be a part of her journey and be a part of the story that she's going to tell as her product takes over the sensory kit industry. Before I go any further into this, let's go ahead and turn it over to my episode with Jennifer Stolly. Ladies, we are actually diving in today to meet an incredible guest and as I have learned, member of our community, Jennifer, welcome to the Systemize Your Life podcast. Oh my gosh, Chelsea, I'm so excited to be here. I mentioned that my sister and I are both big fans of your systems, your podcast, the whole program. <laughs> months ago, my sister said, you've got to listen to this podcast. And oh my gosh, wouldn't it be a dream come true to be a guest? And I was like, girl, I'm so far ahead of you. And now my dreams are coming true. And here I am. <laughs> well, I will tell you, we have so many people pitch us to come and be on the show. And your pitch was probably the best podcast pitch we have ever received ever, ever, ever. I was literally Tara who works with me she sent me this. She's like, look at this. And I was like, who is this? What is this? Send me all of the goodness. So once having you on my radar, we're so ahead of ourselves. We're so excited to do this. Let me first just tell everyone what it is that you do. And then we'll go down, we'll go down that rabbit hole that I was about to get in. So please tell us what you do. What do you juggle on a regular basis? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. So I'm a mother of a four-year-old little girl. She is the absolute best in the whole world. We say she's limited edition. I don't know how you moms with more than one do it. I feel like that's plenty. Um, it, it's I have so much respect. <laughs> it's probably Chelsea just blocking system that's keeping <laughs> you going as it is for me. Um, but I started a sensory toy company about a year ago, because my little one actually had a speech delay. And at the time, we weren't sure how much of it was just coming of age in the pandemic, or if it was, yeah, there there have been some speechy things in our in our family, and they came together in, in my daughter. She's 
doing great now. But back when I first heard that we were not quite hitting the development milestones, I was so surprised because I was a first time mom. And how would I know what was normal or not? But in retrospect, I remember being at work one day and she was about eight months old. And one of my coworkers said, don't you love the babbling? And I was like, of course I love the babbling. And then as I walked away, I went, wait a minute, what babbling am I talking about? <laughs> she, she was always very communicative and we did uh, sign language mm-hmm. for more and milk and food. And so she was always very communicative, but it just wasn't speech. It wasn't yeah. verbal. She was never yeah. super verbal. So I ended up at her two-year pediatrician appointment and the doctor said, you know, I'm, I'm getting more concerned about this because it's always been a little behind, but she should be at 50 words. She's at five and the five is a dispute between you and your husband. <laughs> I think Gigi counts as doggy. <laughs> he did not. So oh my we still, we're still not on the same page about that, but she said, I, I want to refer you to a specialist. And we know that the earlier we intervene, the better the outcomes but unfortunately, because of pandemic times and we're in the Bay Area near San Francisco, there's just a lot of demand on this right now. And it's going to take nine months until you can even get an appointment with a specialist. So let's book it. And if things sort themselves out, great. Cancel it, make someone stay, move them up on the list. Otherwise, let's just book it now. So the nine months from now, we have a spot. And I just remember thinking, nine months was the most ridiculous amount of time to wait. She's two years old. That's almost half her life at this point. (laughs) Yeah. Early intervention is the whole thing. So I went into a plus mom mode mode and I was (laughs) exactly, okay, lady, what are we going to do in the meantime for nine months? How do I help her with this? And the doctor said, well, you could one, speak a little slower, which I am clearly still working on. (laughs) This is the funniest thing I've ever heard. I love this. And she said, but also um, you could do sensory play. And I didn't, sensory play was not on my radar. I wasn't an early childhood education specialist. I just went, look, whatever I need to do to get this kid caught up and flourishing and thriving, you tell me what to do. We're going to do it all day, every day. for the next nine months until we get even more specific direction. Right. So I was just looking at her like, why would sensory play have anything to do with her speech development? But now that I have done all of this research and gone down the Google and the Pinterest rabbit holes around sensory play, I get it. And that's what I wanted to talk about today is that the more we engage the senses when children play, the deeper the learning that happens in their in their neurological connections in their brain, right? So when they're that little, their brains are literally developing the folds. The more folds you have, the more intelligence you have, right? And we know how closely tied scent is to our memory. Like maybe you smell grandmother's cookies, Chelsea, and you're immediately back in grandmother's kitchen. Mm-hmm, so yeah. we know that our senses are the way that our bodies interpret our environment and learn about our environment. So if your children are playing and you're only including tactile and visual senses, you're missing all of these other senses that you could be engaging. And that would be that many more parts of the brain that would be firing and you would get that much more learning out of it. And I just freaking love sensory play now. (laughs) And I think everybody should be aware of it and thinking about it. And that is what got me to start my own sensory company. Oh, Well, I didn't know any of that. So that was amazing. 
Wow. I have so much to say. I have so many questions. First of all, great job. Way to go. Incredible mom. That's what we do, right? I feel like that's what every mom would do. Exactly. Well, it's not what every mom would do, but it is what every mom that wants to do her very best. And, you know, Unfortunately, not all kids were blessed are blessed with moms that make these choices, but that's what's so great about information sharing, right? And why we're doing this podcast is because we do get to share this information with other moms. And I will tell you, I say this every single time I have a guest on the show. It like is so divinely aligned with things that I never would have even known. I did not know that part of your story, but we Bailey May is six, and when uh, we had to do early intervention with her as well, but not for speech. Although my oldest one, she did not speak a lick until she was three, but she had all of the right word counts in sign language. She was completely fluent. Cause I, that was my second is my second language. And it technically was really her first language. She used that to articulate for so long, mm-hmm. neither here nor there, but we had to have early intervention come in because Bailey couldn't walk and she was walking on her knees. And the first time I saw her want to go play with kids at a local museum and she couldn't go run play with them. I was like, my husband's been trying to tell me this for months and I've just been avoiding it. And then I just went all in and I was like all the things. And that's when I started learning that play is such a huge part of it. And we had early intervention is people therapists come into our home that were provided by the state and she really didn't meet standards but I was like you will do this I need your help I need you to show me what to do make it work I'm like make this work you know and we ended up getting her to walk 100% she had to have braces on her ankles she didn't have the stability so she she did have to have what we called fast feet it made her faster and so that's how she wore them, but we used play constantly. And we set up a little table and an ironing board that was half high. So she had a little gap between one play space and the next. And it forced her to take a step because she was terrified Mm -hmm. to walk in these braces. And I was like, oh my gosh, like what an incredible. And I learned so much about what play does for kids. And I've also learned this because my oldest daughter has shared parenting time and she doesn't emote. She keeps it all inside. And I wanted to learn how can I help her deal with what she's dealing with. And everything I read was through play, role play these things. And so I have always, and then this is where I want to talk about another place where we align. I did see this on your site about how you learn so much about how to play with your daughter from your mom and yes. so much. I literally was when, when these boxes showed up to our house and I was like, oh my gosh, you guys, they're here. And the kids went so crazy. They were so excited. We're going to talk about how stunning these are in a second. And I am not easy to impress when it comes to the beauty of things and the organization and the style and like the class and the elevation of these is beyond incredible. But I sat down and I started reading your story and I literally almost started crying because I was like, this is exactly what my mom showed me how to do when I was a mom. And I didn't know how to play with my kids. I was like, what is this? I have work to do. Like I have to work. And my mom is like, no, you play with your kids. And like watching her play with my kids, I was like, oh my gosh. So I love hearing how much it's clear that you've gained so much knowledge and that there's so much more behind this and what a beautiful gift 
for you to be able to take something that was really hard for you in your life and turn it into something incredible that now is going to benefit so many other people. So talk to me a little bit about what you saw in your mom and how that has, from what you learned from her, how did that help you? And how are you using these boxes and these sensory kits to be able to further encourage you to play with your kids too? I love, I love this question, Chelsea. So I've learned so much from my mom in so many ways. She's just incredible. I think incredible women make incredible women and we're all lifting each other up. So I'd love hearing about you and your mom too. I think that adulthood really, really beats it out of us, right? Like our imagination, our creativity, the open-endedness. When I first got into sensory play, my question was, but what do I do with it? I thought about it like it was a craft kit, right? Like, well, these are the eyes and you put them here on the pumpkin and then it makes it a cat. (laughs) And I was just looking at it going, but it's just kind of parts. And like, but what, what is this? What am I supposed to do? I was looking for instructions. I was looking for direction. And my daughter just instinctually knew exactly what to do with it. And she was just able to completely follow her own wishes, her own story, her own ideas. And it was open-ended. It was independent. It was imaginary. And I really didn't have to participate if I chose not to, right? Like I, I started to see the magic of sitting back and watching what was in her mind unfold physically in 3d in front of me. And it was just so special. And when I first started the company and I was trying to figure out what we were going to call this company, naming your company is so difficult. <laughs> I, I don't know if you uh, also identify with that, but yeah, I, I was going around and around with things like, you know, uh, magic in a box or, you know, to, I was just trying to get the point across that we were trying to make this play as easy as possible for parents so that they don't have to do all of the back end work of planning it, going to yes. six stores to buy this piece here and that piece there. And then, we're going to talk about that in a second, but keep going. Yeah. And all the inventorying, right. And, and then the, the setup is really intense. The cleanup is really intense. The storage, the organization, I tried doing sensory play on my own, uh, right off the bat when, you know, I came home from that doctor appointment and I was like, all right, let's do this. So I was, I had a a job, a big new corporate job that I had just started about the time this happened. And I was giving my all all day long. And then I would be up nursing at night (laughs) and at three in the morning, I would be thinking, what am I going to do tomorrow at four o'clock when it's my turn to take over parenting duty? And my husband's going to work late because we don't have any childcare because pandemic times. And, you know, we were staggering our work days. And I just knew that by, if I waited until four to figure out what I was going to do, that it would be nothing because no, yeah. had nothing left to yeah. give. And then you feel guilty at the end of the day. Oh my God. Yeah. Plus there's exactly. this extra pressure of she's not talking and I'm ruining her life and it's my fault yep. and it's my problem. It's the thing. Yep. Yep. Priorities have to be realigned. I'm yep. clearly mismanaging. So at three in the morning, I'd be scrolling Pinterest for these uh, preschoolers <laughs> your activity ideas. <laughs> and I would see these beautiful setups and I would go, how do I whip this around between 3 a.m. and 4 p.m. the next day. I don't have all these items. I'm not a preschool classroom. I don't have, you know, every iteration of pom-pom. I, I want a, a silvery white pom-pom for the snow one. I don't have, I don't have that. And I'm not going to drive to Michael's for the $1 this and then Target for the $1 that. Oh my and, gosh. you know, it's just, I thought there's no way this has to, there has to be a solution out there. 
uh, moms are the busiest people in the world. So clearly business has figured out that there's some money that could be made here, right? Like let's yeah. support the people who need it the most. Parents of neurodivergent children who are already really busy because they've got these little ones. And I want to just be able to give someone my $40 and open the box and have it all ready to go. And I thought this is madness that there's not something out there like this. But my big hangup was about how much plastic was in the options that were out there because we were spending so much time in our home and there are so many parts to sensory play. And then the plastic pieces break right off the bat. And then what do you do with that anyway? And then the plastic's going to be here forever. And fast forward, I was gardening with my daughter one day and one of the plastic clowns from one of the sensory kits I ordered was literally in the dirt. How it got outside in the first place, I have no idea. <laughs> of all the things, this plastic clown comes out of the raised garden bed dirt. Why? How? And I just thought, that's it. I can't, I can't do this anymore. This is madness that we tolerate this much plastic in our children's toys when play with toys is such a fleeting moment anyway. Something's mm -hmm. really hot for a couple of days, tops, and then they're on to the next toy. And what are we doing with all this plastic in the meantime? And I, I totally get and respect how the toy industry has ended up where it's at, especially around child safety. And I don't want anybody's child to get hurt or worse, right? But I just think that we need to zoom out a bit when we think about yeah. our purchasing patterns around toys yeah. and mm -hmm. how we value the cost of a toy and the time spent playing so that we're thinking a lot bigger and a lot broader and longer term because the cost of that plastic toy is going to be so much higher when we think about what are we doing with all these plastic toys when we're completely out of space. There's already 22,000 pieces of plastic in the ocean for every person on this planet. Oh my gosh. There's not, they, they just had a sailing race that went around the entire world and they had the sailors take samples of ocean water along the way just to get random samples. Not one sample came back without plastic in it. There's plastic in our breast milk at this point. There's plastic literally everywhere. Yeah. So I went, if I'm going to do this, and I really do want to do this because there are so many families out there who should be doing sensory play. And I don't want the barrier to sensory play to be that mom and dad don't have enough bandwidth yeah. to be able to put this together on their own. They should be able to just open a box and get right into sensory play. But I'm not going to do that if we're scaling plastic out into the world. Yeah. So everything we're doing is non-toxic. It's natural materials. It's totally yeah. sustainable. Even the boxes are all um, made of bamboo. Yep. They're amazing. They're so amazing. at the end of the day, they're not going to outlive us and our children. No. And there's again, so much gold and everything that you just said. And I don't know if you can see it or not, but what a divine, like, I don't, you're so in it and this is your life. So you might not be able to see it, but maybe you feel it, but it is so obvious that this whole thing was constructed for you. Like all of those little teeny tiny pieces from how just God ordained that clown hat was in the dirt for you to find to be the straw that broke right. the camel's back for you to get yeah. to this point with your product. So right now I'm just going to plug really quickly. It's memesymagic.com is where you're going to go and find more information. It's where you're going to get to sign up and get your kit. We're going to talk all about it at the end of the episode, which is coming soon to break all of this down. But I just really wanted you to get a feel for Jennifer and 
the beauty behind this, because <clears throat> here's a big question. And maybe there's a couple people that have already been like, oh, well, my kids are older, so this isn't going to work. Yeah, obviously play is fleeting and it is for younger kids, but my 11 year old is obsessed. If you have kids that are into fidget spinners, these are amazing. They're super, super cool. So we got these open and my oldest daughter she still will play pretend every now and then with her little sister, but she is definitely not going and sitting at the dollhouse by herself anymore. She's definitely not pulling out the LOL dolls. She's definitely not going to the play kitchen on her own, which I may start crying now that I'm actually articulating all of this. I see it happening, but like when I think about her independent play, it never has those things in it anymore. She's only doing it with her little sister. And that is heartbreaking. That is a, that is a, hot off the press just now coming off of my mouth. That's so sad, but she loves these. She absolutely loved these and she loved them in a fashion to be able to tell a story. And it wasn't about playing pretend. It was about taking, like I have my boxes right here in front of me, which it's almost like I'm dare I say slime. I don't cause it's not slime curse the creator of slime and everything about it. But it's like, it's, it's not really like, nice. It's really it's nice. Play. So <laughs> nice. And then there's ones that feel like Play-Doh and there's like, like, I don't even know. And they come in the most insanely gorgeous, like little, I don't know. I'm playing with them right now. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to actually put this on our YouTube so everyone can see, which is so exciting. Amazing. Yes, we do have a YouTube channel more, more to come. Stay tuned on the YouTube channel in 2024 people it's coming. Um, but they're just like, everything in it is so perfectly thought out. And even like your little like figures that are painted. So they have different themes to all of them, which mm -hmm. is so neat. Um, how did you come up with Memesy Magic? Isn't that what your daughter calls your mom? Yes. Yeah. Memes is uh, her nickname for her grandmother, my mom. And I so when I was going back to the, the name of the company, you know, I, I didn't want to be some just for moms or mom's helper or something like some word soup. And I just kept going back to the magical feeling when your mom comes to visit and all of a sudden everything seems to work in life. Like you can cook dinner and do one thing at a time, or your little one is living their best life because grandma's visiting and it's just, everything is so fun all of a sudden. And mom gets to do what she needs to do because she can take a shower or <laughs> magic. quietly for a moment. And I thought that's the feeling I want for my customers forever is that when this box comes, it feels like when grandma visited, because this is how I got through the witching hour when I would finish work at four and I would take over and I needed to make dinner. And, but also that was my like one good hour to play with my daughter before we had to start the bedtime routine. And I just, I was so tapped out. I'm an introvert yeah. slightly more than I am an extrovert. And yeah. I just needed a moment to catch my breath. And I just couldn't do multiple things at once in my head anymore. By that time I, I was exhausted too. And so what I would do is when I would leave my office, I would grab one of these boxes. And then the instant I walked through the door, I was, I felt like the best mom ever because I had the play my daughter really wanted to do. It was the only thing she would do independently at that point, yep. because she had mom and dad at her beck and call forever, thanks to the pandemic, right? And so I would put her little sensory table in the middle of the kitchen. I'd pop up on one of these boxes 
and she would go to town and I could cook around her. And I still felt like it was really present and I could check in when she had some kind of bid, mom, look at what I'm doing or mom, look at this thing that I made. I could just pop over. Oh my gosh, that looks amazing. You know, what else are you going to do with it? Show me what, what you learned. And then I could go back to cooking dinner and it was just the right amount of engagement on my terms. And I felt like I could focus on one thing at once. I also felt like I was winning at parenting because she was doing all of this play that I knew I understood all the, the background and all the meaningful engagement and learning she was getting from this play. And that I was checking the box on the speech thing. This is what the doctor told me to do. We're doing (laughs) it and she's loving it. And I'm loving life because I don't have someone clinging to me. And now fast forward, we've been doing this for several years now. And my daughter loves to cook Mm -hmm. and maybe it was just in her anyway, but I really think back to those early days when she would play with her sensory play and I was cooking around her. And I think she felt like she had a place in the meal prep in the kitchen. She was contributing to the family meal. And then that just translated from her sensory table, literally up to the countertop level. And what is cooking? Cooking is sensory play, right? Of course, 100%. (laughs) Yeah, it's another version of that. So she's super involved now. She can make uh, chicken noodle soup, like almost on her own at this point. She doesn't do the cutting, but she's fabulous with soup. So I, I really think that was super helpful for that reason too. Yeah. And I wrote, I put down as you were talking earlier about, just like this connection to your mom and how this really, cause that is exactly what happened when we got these boxes out. And every time we get them out there, they play. And I literally, that's what happened. I went and I cooked dinner. We were having a kind of hard afternoon. Well, evening. Yeah. And I had pushed dinner a little too late. Everyone was hungry. I needed to focus. And there was some tension building mm-hmm. and this thing showed up at my door and I was like, Oh, what is this? And it totally like diffused everything and it like was magical in the moment when I opened it and this whole thing is just like it totally I was just blown away Blaine loved them the girls loved them and it really I think obviously this connection to your mom and this idea of being able to have that moment of what it feels like and if you guys don't have moms that actually do give you that feeling try out these boxes you'll get a little (laughs) bit of that feeling right But then also I think it allows your kids to feel connected to you because I'm not one to really be great at make-believe and pretend like play. It's a little bit hard for my brain to go there. I immediately get sleepy. Mm -hmm. Like immediately I start to like want to take a nap. My brain is so understimulated. It's time to just take a nap, right? But I love being in that space with my kids. And so this was really helpful for me to be able to have that. And I 100% think that that's why your daughter loves to be in the kitchen because she was in the kitchen doing something important and working with her hands. So I love that that connection came through for you guys later. And I can't wait to see what kind of connection this brings for our family, for so many other families. Um, Just a little bit about your boxes um, before we go. Tell us how this works. What does it actually look like to get one of your kits? What are your options for buying them? I know you have like a membership where they come and get delivered every month. Tell us a little bit about that. Absolutely. So before we get into that, if anybody's feeling like they're ready to do sensory play right now and they don't even want (laughs) to, you don't want to wait for something to arrive in the mail, we do have in the show notes a free download that has five 
uh, sensory play activities that you could do right now with things that are already in your pantry. Yes. So definitely check that out in the meantime. Um, but we have our kits on our website, memesymagic.com. You can buy them as one-offs. They're great gifts. One of our SKUs is actually a birthday box. So if somebody's got a birthday coming up, um, that was a huge hit with my daughter when uh, around her third birthday in particular, because she hadn't really had a huge birthday thanks to pandemic times. And <laughs> the third one was like, ta-da, all of these people. It was super overwhelming and exciting. And it was just a lot for her to process. So I left that birthday box out for a couple weeks around her birthday. And she replayed and recreated the big birthday party with the singing and everything. Um, so think about that. If you've got any birthdays coming up, we've got our Santa, um, Santa kit. If anyone's in the mood for Christmas, I, but we all, you also have a winter wonderland kit. That's not just Christmas. So if you're like, Hey, yeah, Christmas exactly. isn't my thing, but we really love, and I have that one in front of me right now. So I'm just going to talk about it really quick because it's yeah, super go cute. For it. Yeah. So all of the little characters that come in are like these wood, like, what do we, what do you call these? They're like the cutest They're wooden peg dolls. Yeah. Peg dolls. Is that what you call them? Yeah. I was going to call mm-hmm. them that. So I have an Eskimo, I believe, and like a snow dog and a mom mm-hmm. penguin and some baby penguins. And I think another white, some sort of dog. Polar bear. Oh, it's a polar bear. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And like, I even love the way that these things feel in my hand. And then we have more like cut out wooden characters that are mm-hmm. super cute. I have a fox and a polar bear. Yeah. And then there's always like something that feels really soft in here. So this one has these big, like white, that look like an actual foxtail. Um, it's so pom-poms. soft. I so love soft. Things. Yeah. And then these bottle brush Christmas trees, which I love. Um, we have pipe cleaners in this one, but I think these may have gotten mixed up from another <laughs> kit. I don't remember it's the blue things. kind of fluffy ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. And then we have little paper snowflakes, which I thought was adorable, but we learned very quickly not to put them in one type of <laughs> the blue because they got stuck in there. And the girls were like, oh, mom, they got stuck in there. And I was like, that's okay. Just pull them out. So we have some of these too. Yeah. They're super cute. Those are wildflower seeds, by the way, in the paper. What? So each kit has some kind of paper element. The mermaid kit has the treasure coins. Yes. Yeah, the, the paper is always um, wildflower seeds. There's, they're plantable and they grow things? Yeah. Oh so my gosh. You could plant them. Or what made me think of it is that I opened the door at the park one day and the wind went right through our car and off went all the little toys. <laughs> and I had to run around grow flowers everywhere. Paper. Yeah, and I just thought, you know, this is why we made ours seed paper because you don't have to run that hard. <laughs> If it gets too far away from you, it's fine. We're just making more flowers for the bees. It's all good. I don't see seeds in here anywhere, but that is for another day. That just totally blew my mind. Yeah. And then obviously we have like the dough or the whatever. There's all different kinds of textures. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We really love this one because it came with like these little crystals that look like rocks that you could put inside and dump them in there. And that made it really fun to play with. So I don't know if you guys can see this or not, but. Everyone that's listening to this podcast is like, I want to see it. You guys are going to have to wait. We'll find a way to link it so you can see it sooner than later. And we'll have amazing pictures of all of this on the blog. Okay, but keep going. How do people get these? You can go and buy a one-off kit. Yes, go download to see how you can start sensory play right away before you get your kit. And then what about the membership? 
Yeah. So we have a subscription too. So if you want to make sure that this is, I, I think, okay, this is totally aligned with you. <laughs> you're going to, you're going to laugh. I have automated anything mildly important in my life. Yes. <laughs> if, if it's up to me to remember to do something, it is not happening. <laughs> I have to stack my habits. I have to time block. I have to automate my finances, right? Because I am not going to remember. So if that's you, um, I love the idea of a subscription because once a month you're going to get a new kit in the mail and that's your trigger to think, oh yeah, sensory play where we need to be doing more of that. Let's sit down and do this. And when it arrives in the mail, I always feel like the best mom, uh, cause I, everybody's getting what they need at the time. Yeah. And so that is an option. Mm-hmm. Then you have like this incredible opportunity to kind of mix and match and now when I was, let's go a step further. What happens when you're like, oh, we played with this kit a lot. Now, what do we do with it? We're kind of done with it. Now what? We also offer a buyback program. So if you're done and it just, it wasn't your theme for whatever reason, which is totally fine and understandable, your kids have to be into it. And if they're not into it, totally get it. You can send it back to us. We'll issue you a coupon to cover the cost of shipping for your next kit. And then we repurpose it with the warehouse and donate it to a school in need in the area. And our warehouse is here in California. It's 20 minutes from my house. And we're working with um, a nonprofit actually that hires people the day they're released from county jail. And they get a job in the warehouse for the next 90 days. And at the end of 90 days, they get job placement services. So we're trying to tackle the recidivism rate too, by giving people a purpose and a place to go and other people who are going through the same thing so that you're not just boom, right back on the street with no resources, no community the day that you're released from prison. So I love going to the warehouse. It's the best feeling uh, to be there because you can just tell that everyone is so grateful for an opportunity to, to prove themselves again, to have something to do. So they love putting the kits together. They love, they feel like Santa's elves. (laughs) It's great. I am blown away. I am so excited for you. Go share this on every platform you can. These are so much more than just a sensory kit because for so many reasons that we've already talked about, I'm so excited let me finish putting this away and stop making all this noise. Hold on. Let's just put this all back in here. I have to show how cute this kit is, you guys. It's not anything. And look, it has little dividers in it. It makes my organize, organization heart so happy. I can't handle it. And it comes with this incredible little bamboo lid that just, it has like this, like a silicone maybe or a rubber, yeah, rubber yeah. seal on it. Yep. Oh, that reminds me, Chelsea. So there's the QR code underneath that opens a digital experience that goes with the kit. So so when we think back to all of the senses we want to engage, um, we actually consulted with a child psychologist. She has a PhD in child psychology from Harvard, and she specializes in working with children who are the, on the most challenging end of everything. And so we were taking her through this and we were like, how do we make this better? How do we make sure we're thinking of all different types of children who would be experiencing this? And she said, well, the audio part is what can be really challenging for some children. Mm -hmm. Like a birthday party is not such a big deal, but a birthday party is loud. There's a lot of sound that goes with it. So in our digital experience, we offer ambient sounds that go with each kit. Mm 
mm-hmm. that tie into the theme. So the dinosaurs, this jungle sounds and dinosaur things, not in a scary way, but just, yeah, yeah, yeah. just to help yeah. you feel like you're immersed in the world. So that is an option if you want to add that on, or if that's something that your child needs more exposure to, you could um, use as ambient sounds. Yeah. I feel so blessed and so grateful. And we are definitely getting a membership because our girls love them. Uh, they Me love them too. so much. And I love them so much. You guys, Memesy Magic, look down in the link, but it's M-E-E-M-Z-Y-Magic.com. And the last thing that I'll say about this is my oldest daughter, we actually call my mom, ma'am, because she couldn't articulate grandma. And she, so, so she could, all she could say was ma'am. And I imagine that's where memes came from. Yeah. It was her way of, of being able to use the speech that she had to say whatever you guys were telling her to say, but yeah. it came out as memes. And so now we have memesy magic. Yeah. I am forever just heart tied to this story and this product. And I wish you nothing but the best. And I really hope that anybody that has littles out there goes and checks you out. And we actually did feature this in our Christmas um, must haves this year. So you guys seriously, honestly, like give it to other people. How much is it to get one of your kits? It's $49 for a kit plus shipping. And it's, uh, I'm just so overcome. Thank you so much for featuring mm-hmm. us here in your guide. That's so yeah. sweet. I, I actually forgot to announce that we, we just learned this morning that we won the national parenting centers award as well for holiday gifts in 2020. Oh my god! So it's just going around today. Thank you so much, Chelsea. I really appreciate it. Um, I I just adore you. I love your systems. I love all the good that you're putting out there for all of these families, especially the moms who need this support. And I am totally aligned with that mission. And I really appreciate it, Chelsea. Yeah. Thanks so much for being here. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Oh my goodness. No, Jennifer, thank you. I just went back and listened to this episode yet again another time and I am so touched by the time that we got to spend together and I'm also so unbelievably motivated to continue doing my very best work in every area of my life just seeing and knowing the drive and determination that you are pouring out in your own life and I truly know that you are going to have the greatest success with your memesy magic kits and I am so honored to have been a part of your journey and my kids are eternally grateful for all the fun that they've been able to have with their kids. And I hope for all of you that are tuning in and listening, you go out and you grab one for your own kids and for maybe a gift that you're giving away this Christmas as well. Make sure you check out everything down below in the show notes. Can't wait to meet you back here again real soon. Before we wrap up today's episode, I want to extend a sincere invitation to you, an incredible wife, mom, and woman who has serious dreams of making change to really take what you learned today and implement even just a small part of it in your life. When you make changes, it inspires everyone around you. If today's episode resonated with you, I'm certain it will resonate with others too. So head over to iTunes, hit that subscribe button and leave us a five-star review. Your review will help more women discover our podcast and join our supportive community. But your impact doesn't stop there. You hold the power to motivate and equip the women closest to you in your life with a simple, hey girl, let's do this together. Text this episode to your best friend or maybe even your mama. Whoever it is in your life that's knee deep in the same kind of chaos you're in, they need to know about this system too. And if you're feeling fancy, you can even take a screenshot of this episode 
tag me and post it to your stories because together we can create a trail of wisdom for all the incredible women around us, reshaping how we not only care for ourselves, but each other. I can't wait to connect with you on Instagram until we meet back here again real soon for the next episode on the Systemize Your Life podcast.